Blog Talk Radio. And welcome to our latest edition of, of Trundle Bed Tales Radio. And today we are doing part three of our roving reporter uh, report from Desmet, South Dakota, and Walnut Grove, Minnesota. Now, uh, those of you who listened to the episode we did last night where I interviewed Pam Stover about music in the one-room school have probably figured out that I am once again safe and ho- safe and sound home in Iowa and not actually calling from the road. Which as sleepy as I am right now is probably a good thing that I'm not out there driving. I Actually, I meant to do this episode on Monday and I thought what I would do would be I would get going and then somewhere along the way, maybe in Wyndham, I'd find a McDonald's that has a uh, internet connection and I'd get all set up and I'd call and I could do the report from the road. Well, uh, things sort of snowballed and I ended up leaving uh, DeSmet a lot later than I thought and then even though I kept cutting things off of my agenda that I was going to do, it still ended up being after uh, 9 o'clock when I got home and I had to unload my car because uh, we get it traded back from um, because I my mom had me take her car because she has a GPS system in it and which is a handy thing to have when you're out driving by yourself but she needed it the next day so we were unloading boxes and carrying in bags at 10 o'clock at night so it's a darn good thing I didn't stop anywhere along the route but I did want to uh, take a chance to give everybody sort of a final roundup of what we did on the trip uh, what happened, what kind of new things there are to see after we got to see everything. So that's what I'm doing now. So it's a roving report, but one that's coming to you from home ground. Well, I just listened to part two, and that talked about everything that we did on Saturday at the Ingalls Homestead. Uh, where I was doing my program at the Bethany Ch- West Bethany Church, uh, which was a former Lutheran church that was moved on to the Ingalls Homestead grounds. It's a great facility. I'm very glad they have that. And I think the speeches, speeches went great. And then I'd gone to the pageant on Saturday night. And then at 7.30 in the morning, I did the road show report from uh, DeSmet. And... That's where I I left everyone because after that 7.30 show, then I just uh, was, well, living my life and not writing about it, as Laura said. So where I'm going to pick up is on Sunday morning, and we're just going to kind of go through and tell you what uh, I did and what you might uh, want to see if you get a chance to go back there. Well... Sunday ended up being just kind of a good old-fashioned Laura binge, and I really had a great time, and in fact, I was downloading my pictures as I was uh, 
getting ready to do this and I was like, wow, I'm smiling in every single picture. And I did really have a great time. Uh, first thing, we had breakfast at the Oxbow restaurant, which I think if you've been to Desmet at all, you've probably eaten at the Oxbow. There's like there's a ton of choices in Desmet, and that's sort of this little family neighborhood type restaurant, and it's been operated by the same family in Desmet for I think 60 years at least. It's been there a really long time as has the Cottage Inn Motel, which is right across the street and is owned by the same family. So we started off breakfast there, and I met my friend Nancy Cleveland, and we just went on a regular old Laura binge. Now, uh, we had, hadn't, I really hadn't seen her. I'd seen her a little bit the day before, but I hadn't really gotten to talk to her. So we had a nice long breakfast, and uh, then we um, had some stuff for we were sharing with each other that we got done and then we headed out and started with the Laura Ingalls Wilder Memorial Society tour because we hadn't done it yet. Now, if you haven't done the tour in the last few years, uh, they have made some changes. You meet up everybody at the uh, White House next door to the Surveyor's House. There's a gift shop there. Uh, Then... For the last few years, they've had a temporary exhibit up during the summer in a room that's part of the new edition that's got like the archive room in it. And uh, you can see some of the artifacts that they have in the collection that normally aren't on display. And I've they've changed it a little bit each year. I've seen it. This was the third one of these I've seen. And... There's almost always something I hadn't seen before. It's well worth a a little time, and it was really nifty to get to see around in there. Especially one of the new things they had this time was a display of Garth Williams' illustrations. They are endeavoring in um, SMET to try and get at least one illustration, one original illustration, by Garth Williams for each one of the books in the series. And they're raising money to do that. I believe Walnut Grove is also going to be doing a project to try and get as many of the Walnut Grove on the Banks of Plum Creek illustrations as possible. And if you're not aware of this, uh, the estate of Garth Williams, which has um, been basically holding on to all his artwork for the last number of years since his death decided this last year to start having auctions and they're selling off and and you can actually watch it stream live and they've are selling off the illustrations to the books and you can stream it online as they do it. Prices have been rather high because they have been selling basically to art collectors. And it's been kind of um, an interesting uh, process to to kind of watch that. So they do have some of their original artwork uh, on display and uh, they are getting ready to try and purchase more, which was a really neat thing. Uh, then we went over and did the Surveyor's House tour. 
One thing that I do not like at all, the surveyor's house has a new sign in front of it and a new handicap accessible walkway in cement on up to the front door, which means it is now basically impossible to get a picture of the house that doesn't I mean it was always kind of difficult. But before, the sign was off to the side, and they had sort of normal steps. And if you fudged it a little bit, you could pretty much get a shot of what the surveyor's house looked like when it was on the shores of Silver Lake. And now you really, it's, it's pretty much impossible. You're, it, it, you're just going to get the sign in it. There's no way to get the picture of the front of the building without having that sign and uh, there's no way to get a picture of the front of the building, really, without having that ultra-modern um, looking handicap accessible ramp, which I'm very glad they have an accessible ramp. I wish they would have maybe stylized it a little different or maybe come up with some way that it wasn't just all over the front of the house. I mean, it, it really, the entire front of the house is now taken up by this ramp, which is, I think, unfortunate. Um, when you go inside, there is, uh, it sort of looks how like how it's always done, but if you haven't been there in the last few years, if you look up the stairs, uh, you can look up the stairs. Laura went up and see a giant mirror, a giant angled mirror, which reflects back into the room. Uh, those steps, as you see, as you go up, go almost to the edge of the, the roof. And then you turn around to actually be in most of the space of the room. So if you look up, you see the mirror, which is reflecting uh, beds and the girls' boxes, and it's set up like it would have been when the Ingalls family was staying there, and you can now see that, which is um, probably as good a compromise as they're going to get because I don't think those steps uh, would take the traffic of um, the heavy amount of tourism they get. So this you can at least sort of see upstairs, and it isn't just stairs leading up to a roof, which is what you basically could see before they did that. So I really think that was a nice addition. The lean-to, which has had various things in it uh, during the times I've been there. The first time I went there, the gift shop was still in the lean-to. Uh, they have a set of displays up. Uh, those basically are the ones that were there when they put up the mirror. So if you've been there since the mirror has been there, you've seen these displays. I think they did... I mean, it's hard to tell without having photos, which they don't let you take inside to compare. But I think they did correct the um, one error they had on the display about Silver Lake as far as saying that Ma, Ma had written a card uh, a few years after she was dead about it. And it was really Carrie, and they thought it was Caroline, and they had gotten that error. looked like it was fixed. Um but other than that, I think it was pretty much like it was. Then they have the Brewster School, uh, or rather the Bucci School in real life, and replica there. And then they have 
the restored first school in, in Dismatter. Rather, they're working on restoring it. And you can see they've torn out a lot of the things that made it look like a house. And you can see some of the original color on the wall. You can see some of the original flooring. And that's another fundraising process that they're trying to go through because the actual um, blackboards they've located on the walls under a bunch of wallpaper. And so they want to get the money to properly do it to remove the wallpaper so you'd see uh, the blackboards. And it really, uh, I think, has the potential to be a very interesting project. And then in the middle, there's a bunch of uh, sort of courtyard area. There's a bunch of flowers, rocks with Laura's sayings on them, um, various things like that. If you've been there in other years, they used to have a little surveyor's house model that was maybe, I don't know, quarter scale, something like that, maybe six scale, sitting behind the real surveyor's house. And that is gone to the point where the cement pad it was sitting on has been removed and new sod has been laid. And you can't even tell that there was something there except that the sidewalk turns right there. I don't know why they got rid of it. I don't know what happened to it. And I, so far, have not been able to find a picture of it in my stuff, which I can't believe. I mean, that's just the kind of thing I like to take pictures of, but I haven't been able to find it yet. So it is gone if you've gone in past years. Uh, we got to talk to uh, uh, Cheryl uh, Palmerland, who is uh, the head of the Laura Ingalls Wilder Memorial Society there when we came back. I put a big dent in the gift shop buying things and then uh, asking a question that we had. Um, we actually got to go back in their uh, gift shop storage room and once we were back there looking through the foreign language editions, which they still have a few foreign language editions, but you have to ask for them. Uh, and I got a copy of the Little House Cookbook in Danish, which I was extremely excited about because now... Uh, that is, now I said Danish, and I bet I didn't mean Danish. <laughs> I bet I didn't mean Danish, but I've lost the, the term it is. But anyway, that is the uh, was the last edition of Little House Cookbook by Barbara Walker that I did not have a copy of yet. So I was very excited to get that. And I got a couple other books from the collection as well. So while we were back there and we were asking her questions, she took us around the corner and showed us the archive room, which they have moving bookcases. I adore moving bookcases. And someday when I am rich, I am going to have moving staircases. or uh, I keep saying staircases, don't I? Moving bookshelves uh, in my building. And they've got the crank kind, and it's just lovely. And we got to see a couple things back there, including uh, the volume that was missing from the Desmet News microfilming. They have the hard copies there. So that is something I think really exciting. And I'm really hopeful that sometime I'm going to get a chance to actually go over to Desmet and do some serious research. And I just can't wait to get through that particular volume. So we finished up with the Memorial Society. 
uh, we headed over to the Loftus store, which is always a great thing. And uh, I got a flag for my Laura building there and a different model of the China Shepherdess replica. Uh, this is a different version of the resin one, which you can get in both the Loftus store and you can get it at the Walnut Grove uh, Laura Museum. And uh, it's a resin version, and they have changed several of the colors and I would say the shape of her face somewhat. Uh, the Loftus store was one of the businesses that was taking place in the walking tour. And the thing that they had for you to do, they had they tried to have a craft or activity at each one of the stops on the walking tour. And the Loftus store's activity was they were making suspenders for you out of twine since that's where Laura and Mary and Ma and Carrie and Grace bought paws flowered suspenders. And that was kind of a fun thing. I always liked to stop at the Loftus store. And I got a new, another piece of board from the Loftus store so that I have one to go out in my building along with the one that's up in my bedroom by my bag of wheat raised on the Ingalls homestead. Uh, so it was a fun time there. Uh, we went over to the church. They were having the church on the original church, which is now the DeSmet Alliance Church, but it was originally the Congregational Church. Uh, they were having uh, it open up as part of the walking tour, and it uh, really, we were looking around at the historic photos and comparing them to the current building, and it was just loads of fun, and I, I love getting to do things like that. Uh, while we were there, we ran into a family that was doing the postcard scavenger hunt. And one of the things that you can buy at the uh, Memorial Society gift shop is this little booklet of a scavenger hunt. And each page has like a little phrase of what you're supposed to, where you're supposed to look. And that's a clue and it leads you to the right place. And somewhere around uh, the right location, you'll find a little clear plastic box with a bunch of like postcard pictures in them. And you're supposed to take the postcard picture, one for that spot, and put it in your book and then go on to the next clue. And uh, I haven't done that myself yet, and it looks like it would be a lot of fun to do that too. So I actually bought the kit, but I didn't realize that that was what you were supposed to do. So uh, when I was there a couple years ago, so I came back and <laughs> I have the little postcard book, but I don't have any of the postcards that go in it. So we may have to do that again sometime and next time we get to dismet. Then after that, we headed out to the Ingalls Homestead again. Always something new to do with the homestead. I hadn't gone out to the school yet, so we, we rode out there on the horses and uh, went through the whole little school activity uh, we went around and checked out all the buildings, and uh, it's just always such a pleasant day out at the, the homestead. And so we, we spent uh, quite some time there, and then we left there to go to the pageant again. And uh, this was the first time I'd seen the pageant back-to-back. It was a little different in how it was set up this time because they kind of, usually they jump back and forth from the stages so it doesn't really matter where you sit. The first night I sat on the left-hand side and they went uh, sort of stage to stage to stage in progression, left to right. So the whole second half of the act was, or the play was a little harder for me to see. So the second night I saw it from the right-hand side and 
for this particular production, that worked out a lot better, though I think that was a fairly unusual occurrence. Usually it kind of jumps the action back to forth. But um, it was pretty much exactly the same as I remembered the night before. I would say the actors are pretty close to word perfect, so I'm thinking it really doesn't matter too much which night you go. It seems like uh, it was a pretty close experience both nights, and uh, you can um, really, I don't think it, it necessarily would be better going one night over it over other, and um, it doesn't really change enough, so it's worth probably going both nights unless you just really are totally on a Laura binge. That's what I kept telling everybody. We're just on a Laura binge today because we're going around doing all the touristy stuff. Now, uh, oh, and if you were at the pageant either of those two nights, I was the embarrassingly loud one who yelled when Iowa came on. They do a roll call of states, and I try very hard to balance the all of the South Dakota people just by myself. So that was always fun, jumping up and and waving for Iowa. Now, um, it, that was uh, took us through Saturday night. And once again, if you're planning on doing this yourself next year, I think they're going to keep the time change. With that, the gates open at 6 o'clock instead of 7 like they did before. And they open up at, er, and the, the pageant starts at eight as opposed to nine. They still had all the stuff going on the grounds that they had before, sort of fill-in time. And um, it. I, I think overall it's having the earlier start time worked well for them uh, for various reasons. So I'm pretty sure they're going to keep it. I, I kept getting people asking me, are you sure you don't need to buy tickets ahead of time? And I can tell you uh, for sure that you really, honest to goodness, don't. Uh, you The cars are let in to the grounds. You come up to a person, and at that point, you either, if you really want to use a credit card, that is the one reason you want to buy tickets ahead of time, and you can do that at the Ingalls Homestead before the showtime. If you happen to have tickets, you hand them your tickets. If you don't happen to have tickets, you give them money. But there's absolutely, you're going to be standing or being in line in your car either way. It isn't going to go any faster to have uh, pre-purchased tickets. And they're, it's carnival seating, so it isn't like you're going to have a seat reserved if you buy tickets ahead. So it really is totally unnecessary to buy tickets ahead of time in DeSmet unless you want to use your credit card because they do not do credit card for tickets at the gate. If you want to use a credit card, buy them at the Ingalls Homestead before the pageant opens. Other than that, just pay cash when you get there. So uh, then uh, then they drive you, direct you on to the next person who gives you your ticket for the wagon ride if you want one, uh, gives you a newspaper that has got some information about the pageant in it and it is sort of the same thing as a program. And then they uh, find out what state you're from from the roll call, and they give you a little survey to fill out. And then they direct you where to park your car. So whether you have tickets or not doesn't speed up the process at all. Okay, so that's the pageant. So then um, the next morning was Sunday morning, and uh, Nancy, who is not a morning person, kindly 
uh, agreed to meet me as soon as the courthouse opened so we could go in there. Now, I had never actually been inside the courthouse before. I'm usually in the Senate over a weekend. I'm usually, I haven't done any real research in the Senate proper yet. I'm sorry to say, because there's weeks of stuff there, just just weeks upon weeks of stuff that you could just... uh, it would just be lovely to have time to look at all that. And I hope that I do sometime. But um, even if you're not there uh, for a uh, to-do research, you can go into the courthouse. It's a public building. Up on the third floor, they have some uh, historic artifacts from DeSmet, including some uh, kind of interesting things. There's a couple of pictures of Ma with various civic groups, there's a bunch of archaeological stuff from around Smet, as bunches of old pictures, and it's just kind of a, a not not a huge exhibit, but it's kind of a nifty thing to see. And I hadn't known it was there before, so that's up on the third floor, and it's really a lovely little courthouse building. Uh, if you actually get around to doing real research, <clears throat> most of the records are kept in vaults. And they have school records, they have tax records, they have receipts for expenses. Um, it's just really, uh, really a gold mine. And I, to think, if you've if you've been to see what's on display at the Memorial Society, and you think that's all there is, they have not even scratched the surface. There's just a ton more stuff and more information to be found in the courthouse. Uh, I was just supposed to be getting a quick tour, and it was I was there three hours later. So it, it, there's just a ton of stuff there, and I hope that you will take an interest at some point and want to really dig into researching the background and the history of what was going on in Smet because there's just it could take a whole a whole bunch of uh, dedicated researchers a really long time to get through all the stuff that's there and process it and get the information out to people. So that was something I'd never done before. Uh, Then I went over and paid my yearly bill for the Dismet News because I love having a real uh, work-a-day thing to do in uh, Dismet. It makes you really feel kind of part of the, the community. So I paid my yearly subscription for the DeSmet News, mailed my postcards at the DeSmet post office, stopped by the Ingalls Homestead very quickly because I I had one more errand that I had forgotten to do earlier, and then I was on the road for Walnut Grove. And (laughs) I only have three and a half minutes to cover Walnut Grove, but all I really did at Walnut Grove was I uh, went to the museum because I really didn't have enough time to go and do anything else. And I got to talk to Amy, who's the head of the museum there. I got to talk to uh, Shirley, who was their tire director, and and meet some new people that I hadn't before. Uh, I got to see both of the new murals that they had, the one of the train and the one of the street uh, from the town. Very well done, both of them. Then uh, I got to see uh, in the, the gift shop, they've expanded and they're going to be expanding it again 
uh, that little area to the side of the building where the picnic tables are now, if you've been there before, they're going to totally expand into that space with the building and move the picnic tables out front. And so they're going to get uh, quite a bit more uh, space for selling things and for storage. So I think that'll be a good thing. And they're going to put a false front on the building. And uh, it really looks like it's going to uh, be kind of a neat project. Now that means that the gift shop, uh, the store part of it that you walk in is actually going to be closed up for a couple months this winter. But never fear the phone and online order uh, portions will be available. So when you get around to wanting to do your Christmas shopping, if you want to shop uh, for things for your favorite Laura fan, uh, that will be available even though the storefront proper will be shut down. Right now, uh, there's a temporary exhibit up for the last couple of years. They have a picture of every single person they've been able to track down that served uh, in the armed forces from Walnut Grove, which I think was a very nice idea. Uh, and that's going to be replaced by a display of Walnut Grove uh, quilts. Which uh, So if you're going next year, you'll see... Uh, a display of quilts in place there, which I think it will be just wonderful. Uh, the Laura and Rose writing room display, if you haven't been there in the last few years, it is really worth a trip just to get out there and see that. It just is. They've done a very nice job with finding things. They've got a big display up with the Laura Letters project that I try and help them with, gathering up letters. Uh, they've got a timeline. They've got a list of articles, known articles published by Rose, because Rose didn't keep a list, so it just sort of had to be reconstructed. And it's just a, a very nice thing. They've got a lot more hands-on elements there. Oh, and they have the hands-on general store, uh, which is nice, because I think general store is really an important part of, the, of all of the books and Laura's life, and they really didn't uh, cover that too much. And now I am completely out of time, but I basically have covered what I got to do those two days, and I hope that you enjoyed this trip and uh, that you'll listen to all three parts of what we did in Dismat and Walnut Grove, and I hope that you will join Trendlebed Tales again. Thank <laughs> you.